Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, welcome to my Millennial Money Express. I'm Glenn James, and today I'm joined by, joined with, joined by, Vince Scully. You're the grammar guy. What is it? Um, joined by. I joined by, yeah. So, Vince Scully from Life Sherpa is with us. G'day, Vince. How are you? G'day, Glenn. Now, this is the first time I've had a guest on My Millennial Money Express on our YouTube channel. So, if you want to jump on to My Millennial Money on YouTube, you can watch us have the chat there if your heart desires. Yeah. Fun fact, I was the first subscriber to the Millennial, My Millennial Money YouTube channel. Wow. I watched the Dave Ramsey video within minutes of it going live. Well, there you go. And I think we've had two watches now of that. So, did you watch it twice? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was 78 by the time I'd finished watching it. Yeah, wow. Exploding, breaking the internet. So, the thing is, I actually had a YouTube channel under my own name. But then I made a new My Millennial Money one, so my team could upload videos and it was separate to Glenn oh. James. So, I've got to rebuild my <laughs> subscribers. Your four subscribers. My four subscribers. Now, Vince, I just want to have a quick chat with you today. Uh, at the time of us recording this, uh, yesterday, because it's Tuesday today, the... What's the date today? Ninth? Tenth? It's the tenth. Tuesday the tenth. Uh, yesterday in Australia, the Australian share market dropped 7%. Overnight in the States, it did the same thing. This is a wild time in the world right now. It is. There's a lot going on. People want to know what should they do with their investments right now. A lot of scared people out there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people who've been investing haven't been through a, a big bear market. I mean, you think in Australia, when was the last one? 2008? Yeah. A little bit, 2011 maybe. Then you go back before that, it was really 91. So, most people who started investing, uh, yeah, for most of your audience probably, yeah, haven't been through one. And these things test the mettle of the most seasoned investors and um, it is so easy just to react. The human body is wired to do stuff. We and like to, to run f- away from fear we like and to, hurt. We like to be in control. Yes. And believe you me, the market does not want you to control it and you're not able to control it. It doesn't know whether you invested or not. Mm. So you can control it. So rushing out and selling is the worst possible thing you could do. And the second worst thing you do is rushing out and buy. Mm. It's funny. On the Facebook group a couple of weeks ago, someone was posting, oh, my raise account has done 17% in the last six months. And I wrote, that's cute. Wait for, you know, a five-year track or wait till it falls 20% in a day. Like, yeah. But that is a good thing about having a raise account. To start with 500 bucks or 50 bucks. Well, it can really you, show you. you show, it shows you exactly how you feel when the market goes up mm. and when the market goes down. Mm. So, if you think, if you have a raise account and you think you're investing legend because it went up by 5% or raise is a great fund manager because it went up by 5%, think about how you feel when it goes down by 5%. 
and that will teach you a lot about what you should be investing in. Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the cheapest lessons in investing you can ever get. Yeah, and that's why I, I don't mind those little accounts because just uh, your toes in the water, you don't have thousands and thousands of dollars in there usually. That's right. And it's uh, experience is life's best lesson. That's right. And it, you know, I think the average account's about $1,800. Yeah. But, and it, because it's on your phone, you're seeing it every day. Yeah, I put up a thing on the Facebook group yesterday and on Instagram. It's like, don't look at your investment account today, tomorrow, or probably for three months. Like, just keep away from it. So, what do you think the main causes of this uh, shock to the market has been in recent weeks? Like, we know Corona's out there. Sure. But and that's Corona without the lime. Yes, that's right. Do you know why they put the lime in the top of the Coronas? No, tell me why. They a put lot of the people. Lime. Okay, a lot of Not people a lot don't of people know. know this. No, that's right. <laughs> well, you heard it here first or second, everyone. Michael Caine, tell me. They put the lime in the top in Mexico to keep the flies off. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's not because it tastes nice. It's just to stop the flies. So there you go. Well, there you go. So yeah. So th- this virus hit, which face value it's scary but you talk to any professional and it's like well it's just like the influenza Mm. and people die from the influenza every day and if you go back to 2003 i think when we had the SARS, same time of year um we had this massive fall off in end of january beginning of february and it had recovered by the time the gulf war started in Mm. march 19th i think Mm. but it's sort of a real classic v-shape Fall off. But the interesting thing is as well, it's like, so there's been uncertainty on the markets due to supply chains with the virus. And you were telling me before we started this, that in China, a lot of workers haven't gone back That's, to work. Yeah. So the difference between this one and 2008, 2008 was fundamentally about liquidity. And the banks, And that was the global financial crisis? Yeah, sorry, the G- GFC, yep. that the banks just stopped lending to each other. Nobody trusted anybody in the professional markets. So transactions just dried up and prices fell off the bottom. Now, there were some dodgy debts around the back of that as well, but fundamentally, it was about liquidity. This one's about supply. And obviously, when there's no supply, consumer can't, consumers can't buy, so you get recession. But it's supply-led, so pumping more money into the economy like the government did in 2008 isn't going to necessarily solve this problem. And interestingly, because supply has been so good ordinarily, I was watching news last night, and I think Alan Kohler was saying that many of, I guess, big manufacturers now don't stockpile stuff because mm. they just get it shipped when right. needed. So, no one's got stockpile. And the only difference is toilet paper is made in Australia, everyone. So Most of it's made in South Australia. Yeah. So, everyone chill out. Um, but interestingly enough, while this corona thing's going on with the supply thing, there's an oil price war between the Middle East and Russia. And they're basically saying... Uh, I think, what, is it Iran or who's it? They were saying to Russia, we're going to make more oil and push the price down as an FU. Yeah, the the, the OPEC is probably one of the, that's the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, is probably the most successful cartel in history. Mm. They've been able to manage prices for, well, since the mid-70s, successfully whereas most other cartels fall apart. And they've been able to do it because Saudi Arabia, as the swing producer, the biggest producer... It might have been Saudi. ...has yeah. always been a leader. So no matter how short of money it was, it was always prepared to pull back supply to crank the price up. 
Today, the Russians have said, well, actually, we're now a big producer, and what by us producing more supply, we can say F you to the US shale oil producers who are very price sensitive. Mm. So once the price falls below $30, $30 a barrel, US shale oil becomes uneconomic. Mm. So there's a lot of factors that are causing yep. the volatility at the moment. That's right. And of course, it, markets have been priced for perfection. I mean, we've seen a huge run-up in, in shares for the last three or four years. Mm. Uh, in fact, probably since 2010, we've had a broadly a bull market. Mm. And so there wasn't a lot of room for anything to go wrong. So you get these sort of s- supply shocks, you know. So the Chinese haven't gone back to work, production slows, the streets are empty. Well, what does that mean? Well, they're going to stop buying our steel or our iron, iron, iron ore, um, our coal, and that just flows through to everything else. And of course, the students have all stayed at home, so mm. that's our second biggest export. Yeah. So basically, you know, everyone's, and we've got a couple of questions that we'll answer that people have sent through on Instagram, but people are like, should I buy now? Should I buy now? And I kind of asked the question. 15 months ago, when the Australian stock market was at the same price as at today after falling off a cliff, if you were not running out to frantically buy shares 15 months ago, why are you doing it today? Exactly. What do you know today that you didn't know then or that you you didn't know two weeks ago? Like, yes, it's cheaper than it was two weeks ago, but I don't think you would rush out and buy pants if your favourite manufacturer had a 7% sale on, unless you needed the pants anyway. That's right. And it was part of your pants strategy to buy pants every month. (laughs) I always knew you were a pants man. Yeah, like good pants. So, so I guess, what are you telling your clients to do? Is it just business as usual? If you're you're investing every month, just... Because someone said to me, oh, are you stopping investing? Are you stopping your monthly? I said... Look, to be honest, I don't even know what day of the month my monthly allocation goes into the managed fund. Yeah, The best thing you can do is nothing. Mm. Um, And you certainly shouldn't be selling. And unless you're pre-planned, I wouldn't be buying. Mm. And that's one of the great things about having regular buying is that it takes the emotion out of it. You don't go, oh, price is down, I should buy some more. Price are up, I should buy some less. Because um, every stat shows that if you try and time the market yourself, you get done. That's right. So, yeah, interesting. So, I, I think, sure, if if you've got a monthly allocation that's going into the market or your super contributions, just just keep it going as usual. That's all you need to do. That's right. I mean, I had a discussion with one of our members this morning who found me in a bit of a panic going, what's happening to my investment? And I sort of pulled up his statement. He invested in December. So, a relatively recent entrance. Mm. And his portfolio is down 7% net of all fees Yeah, since December. Is that something I should lose sleep over? No. Because he still owns the underlying units and investments. Right. So, interesting. So, let's just have a quick look on Instagram here. Um, Ruby the Pug, I have two super funds. It's a dog, it's an investor, there we go. Should I hold off rolling them into the new one or does it matter? Um, well, if you're selling the same assets and buying the same assets, it shouldn't matter. No, because you're selling and buying in the same are, market. But right now where you have volatility, you could end up being 
out on the day that it bounces bounces or plummets. So I would be holding off unless there's some other pressing reason to do it. Mm. Karen asks, what key factors are you watching uh, that might signal an upswing? I don't try to do forecasts. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things that we track is we look at um, long-term averages. So w- if you compare the average price for the last seven days over the last 200 days, when those two lines cross, it often creates a bit of information. But you know, trying to pick the bottom is a mugs game. Yeah. And if anyone tells you can, they can do it reliably, they're wrong. Mm. And as an institutional investor, if, if, you're, if you're right 55% of the time and you make sure you don't lose much when you are wrong, you're doing really well. Someone says, my shares are literally becoming penny stock. Should I sell? <laughs> How about no? No. And this is it. Like, it's business as usual because it all goes back to your investing strategy. That's right. We are investors. We are building wealth. And what an investor does that builds wealth is, is systematically invests each insert time horizon yep. for the long term. Whether it's I invest monthly, weekly, every quarter when I got the bonus check in, whatever that is, don't let deviating markets deviate you from your strategy. Exactly. And this is when diversity really matters. Um, you know, you go back to 2008, if you'd been invested in some of the mar- a portfolio of the market darlings, yeah, City Pacific, MFS, Alco, um, Babcock and Brown, ABC <laughs> Child Centre, ABC Childcare. They were the QBE even. Mm. They were the ones that everyone talked about. Mm. If you'd had a portfolio of those, you'd have done 80% of your money. Do you do single stocks yourself? No, we no. don't. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I don't professionally for our members and I don't personally. Yeah. Yeah, neither do I. Because I just, my personality is if I, th- if I pick a stock and it's a winner, I think I've done something which can trigger the old dopamine That's and can right. trigger the old, I'm going to start gambling daily. And I'm just avoiding that at all costs. You need to know two things. One, the market doesn't know that you've invested. And two, your shares won't love you back. Yeah. So, don't try and do it. And keep your mitts off your super fund. Don't open your super account. Don't do any... Like, just business as usual, everyone. That's right. Worry about washing your hands and that's being probably a good the, That's person. probably the most important thing you could do over the next few weeks is wash your hands. Wash your hands. Keep your investing strategy... And lock up your toilet paper. Lock up your toilet paper. Okay, here's a, there's a question here. Our last question. Um, Heath asks, now would be a good time to invest in the stock market. So, if somebody wasn't an investor and they've just built their emergency fund and they're like, all right, I've now got $300 a month that I want to invest. I think the time to invest is when you've got the money. Yep. And there's time to sell is probably when you need the money. Yeah, that's ish. a good... Yes, ish, yeah. <laughs> like, if the, I need the, it... The trick is to make sure you don't need it when the market's tanking. That's right. And a little bit of planning and, you know, your emergency, emergency funds can come into all that. So, I think, yeah, absolutely. Because our conversation about investing strategy is agnostic to what the markets are doing day on day. That's right. The market doesn't know what your goal is. No. Or care. So, And it's not going to do anything different just because you've decided to start protecting providing for your future or some goal. Yeah. So, absolutely. If you have not been a stock market investor 
and you've only decided in the last week that you probably should invest some shares because everyone else is doing it and all that, I probably wouldn't because what you're going to do is you don't have a strategy. So if the market gets better and you've made a little bit of money over the next month or you lose a little bit of money over the next month and another goal comes up that oh, I need to pay off my freaking credit card, you're going to need to sell the shares anyway because you don't want to be an investor exactly. just because everyone else is doing it. You want to be an investor because it's part of your strategy to systematically invest over the long term. Exactly. So we might leave it there. Thanks, cool. Vince. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. And remember, jump onto YouTube if you want to see our lovely faces and we would love to have you. And uh, yeah, see you soon, Vince. See you later. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.